From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. I cracked mine early because I was so ready for it. Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Head there Saturdays for yoga from one to two, only $10 for an hour of yoga led by a certified instructor and a beer. And stay for karaoke that night with Nate from 7 to 10. And don't forget, they have new beers every week to try out. Big shout out to Mayday for the uh, ongoing sponsorship. Today, we're talking uh, news from in and outside the league. We got some football talk and we got some stories and some jokes. How are you this week, bud? Pretty good, man. We had a pretty successful little uh, pseudo birthday party for Megan. Not that a birthday party that's not a birthday party <laughs> um, that kind of turned into one uh, because I was already having folks over and stuff. So got a little cooperation from the weather, uh, you know, yeah. some gambling, some some game playing, lots of beer drinking. There was uh there were a few Maydays had. I will tell you that. Yeah, we did miss hot chicken and jorts, but I did rock my Mayday crop top. Yeah. So that was. Uh, <laughs> That was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, you know, pretty good. Still doing house stuff, which is my life now. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, what about you, man? How you been doing? Good, man. Busy uh, doing some yard work. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, the, doing yard work feels good. It, it, it makes you realize that you have your shit in order. When you look at your yard and see that it's nice, and you know me, I don't, I don't. I'm get, a pool guy, yeah. so I don't know yeah, about that I, you yard know, you know me, stuff. Man, I don't give a damn about wh- whether my grass looks green or not. But the good thing is, living here in Tennessee, uh, lately we 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 went from no rain to dry hot to weeks worth of rain in a matter of three days, and uh, the grass here in Tennessee just goes super green real fast. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I gotta. I got, I'm waiting for the rain to go away. I'm trying to round. I'm trying to round yeah. things up. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to. I'm trying to round them up. Yeah. Like I'm. Uh, like I'm the McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's. The little Walmart smiley face. You know, <laughs> like he's rolling around. He's whipping things. I'm trying to do that, but I can't because you know they're just gonna keep growing. Yeah. It's just gonna wash off the roundup. So yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm excited for it to go away. But it has been big thoughts though over to our uh, our folks out to the west. Uh, you know, Waverly, Hickman County. Dixon, lots of lots of bad flooding, man. Yeah. So that the rain, uh, very everybody's uh, all right there. But yeah, man, I'm I'm ready for this rain to go away. I, yeah. You know, you know my rule is I just like to complain about the weather that is currently there. Yeah, if it's hot, I want to I want it to be cold so I can complain about it being cold and be like, why isn't it hot? Or if it's raining, you know, mostly I always hate the rain. Yeah, I I don't mind the rain. I mean, I just like it to fit around my schedule. That's all I ask of it is to work with my schedule. Yeah, on a Saturday, bud. Yeah. Come on. Listen, Monday through Friday, I'm cool with not having to go out and water water all the the trees and right. the bushes. Like, do it do it for me. But listen, but it's Saturday. I'm I'm trying to get out there and swim a little bit. Trying to swim a little bit. At least we got a few hours. Yeah, I mean, uh, summer's almost over. We we're we're riding down now. Obviously, in Tennessee, you still you can still swim until sometimes December. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I plan on swimming. I mean, yeah. you know, it's gonna, it, you know, I'm a pool guy now, so I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out there. It's gonna be too cold, but I'm not gonna admit it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> gonna have icicles on your beard? No, yeah. I swear I'm good. It's like it's all good. It's all good. I got this recliner thing. Yeah. The so. pool's starting to freeze around me, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that just makes it ice skating time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, check out what a maneuver to get all the merch you need, and check out Patreon to support the show. Let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. It has been what some people would call a bad year for Evander Kane. The Sharks. Evander Kane just calls it a year, though, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Sharks left winger. There's been so many allegations from his personal life to everything. But one thing we want to we're going to talk about is, you know, they, they, there was these allegations of betting on hockey. How much? So I guess we're not going to, you know, talk about whether or not we think the allegations are true or not. I mean, maybe they are. Uh, who are we to say? But at the end of the day, how much does a left winger like like Evander Kane, who only plays who doesn't play that much anymore? How much does he actually affect the outcome of a match? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess it would depend on what he bet on. You know, no. honestly, uh, I mean, you know, there are prop bets out there that said well, penalty man the is, allegations like are, you know, just, I, I believe money line sharks losing. Yeah, I mean, that's just smart money, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. whether he affects it or not, like he's got to dig himself out of this hole. Betting on the sharks to lose makes him not as dumb as we previously thought. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that. I mean, I would imagine that there's an, an an occasion that it would matter, you know, that it, that he could that he could change yeah. the outcome of the game. He loses a puck and a breakaway happens or something. Uh, he takes a bad yeah. penalty at a, at a certain time. There's just there, I feel like there's so much right, you know, so much out of his control that. Yeah. Hey, now, first off, to be in the situation he's in, he's not the brightest guy. So maybe he's making not maybe he's not making bright decisions by betting against uh, the way. But. If, you know, on the way here, I was thinking, you know, if, if you had told me that someone on the uh, Sharks were uh, shaving points, I would think it was Martin Jones. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the guy who <laughs> he has not been looking good. Whereas Evander Kane actually had a decent past season relative to what we've seen the last couple of years. Now, granted, if, if my thinking is if you're a left winger, if there is a almost surefire way to shave points, it, it would be take a lot of penalties, you know, because then you are straight up. Giving, but you are straight up putting your team at disadvantage. You know, yeah, you might let a puck go here or there, but that still relies on other people. And now I believe he leads the league in minor penalty minutes. Yeah, and he always has. Yeah, so, and I mean, so that, he may have been. And doing that's this, what I'm but, thinking is, you know, yeah, that's one argument for, but also that's just who he. That's how, that's his play style. That's how he's played yeah. forever, though. He did come from Buffalo, yeah. so I mean, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not as easy. Yeah. To to fake it There's, like you're saying well hockey is high scoring it has lots of goal it's not it's nothing like basketball yeah where you can legitimately affect the outcome of a game you know i mean Nathan scott he could shave some <laughs> point you know so I, I mean it's uh i think that there's certain things that you could do but i not not enough i mean although he seems like a, a gambling addict i don't think there's enough that he could yeah. do to ensure that we're gonna lose yeah. and i mean there. And the thing is, there, there was so much going on in his personal life that I'm, listen, everything I've read, everything I've seen from multiple people is he's a piece of shit. 
So there, there's a good chance that he is in and some I thought, way. I thought we were updating people on yeah. news of, of Evander Kane. <laughs> this has been known well before we knew all this stuff. Yeah. So, so uh, not much update other than, you know, we're, maybe he's uh, shaving points. But uh, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Hayes, uh, I believe, uh, he, uh, passed away at the age of 31. He, I believe he, he was with 12 different teams. I know, I think the Devils, Pittsburgh, and I can't name the others. Uh, maybe Detroit at one point. Bruins. He was a former Bruins, okay, Bruins yeah. player. Um, CSKA Moscow has stated that uh, Kaprizov will not be playing there this coming up year, which great for Minnesota. Not great for Minnesota. No updates on contract talks with, with the Wild, and no talks have yet been scheduled. So not sure what he's planning on doing. Uh, kind of hard to play hockey and uh, professionally without a contract. He's going to go gamble on hockey. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's great for great news for the predators, bad news for hockey in general and a potential future star in the league. So as a neutral podcast that has no fandom, (laughs) this is terrible news. (laughs) Uh, uh, let's jump to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards a little bit on the way here there was an official announcement the big 10 the acc the pac-12 officially announced an alliance with 41 schools to attempt to rival I, I the sec think that they, i don't think that they understand why people like the sec i mean we get great football games all the time when you have 41 schools you're not going to get to see everybody play one another. I mean, not the, uh, that just, it, it is, it's very clear that they have no idea what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you would have stood a much better chance of taking maybe, maybe two of those, yeah. but I mean, or selecting the best from each one and having a separate conference hey, with them hey and, and they think we're gonna rival the sec you are not you want to know why because oh well this year clemson has to go and play washington university uh you know a couple weeks before the playoff playoffs are chosen i mean that's a lot of travel for these these college kids that are probably not going to class and yeah, so I mean, there's gonna. This is gonna cause some. Well, this doesn't happen for like five years, right? Like 2025 is yeah. when all this is 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 in the work. I know that's when Texas and Oklahoma come into the SEC. Yeah. So the thing is, this is there is no. This is not a merger. This is just them uh, having an alliance for uh, scheduling. They said, I believe they're they said, just teamed up. They they're said they like, will. Uh, they will have a, that beginning season after this next one there's boys at this point is what you're saying yeah you know there's just good trade partners yeah so it's so but it's definitely going to cause issues as far as scheduling i mean ohio state plays alabama in a couple years i believe you know there's a lot of acc sec rivalries or you know clemson and stuff that they're going to have to work out because in south carolina yeah because like happen every year if you've got that many they're gonna have to make so many scheduling changes just to deal I mean, are they going to get rid of the SEC matchups? Doubtfully. Well, probably what they'll do is, I mean, eventually, you know, who's going to fall by the wayside is your cupcake games. Yeah. You got to play real schedule the whole year, you know. I mean, like we talked about, this is ultimately going to hurt the smaller schools. I think we talked about that with Justin. Of That's who's ultimately hurt. These big schools are not going to be hurt. These, These name brands. I mean, even the... 
schools that are not as 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 good at football. I mean, sometimes they're good, like South Carolina or or Georgia Tech. These are still name brand football teams. They're not the MTSU's, yeah. the Troys, the. And I guess uh, I'm just I don't understand what the end game for the for this uh, alliance is. Oh my goodness, Bobby, money. No, and I get that, but <laughs> that's the end game. But though. this feels like they're gonna. I mean, it feels like by doing this, they are going. They are lessening the value of the of the games. They are watering down the quality of them. So it seems like this is but, gonna the, their viewership is gonna go down. No, there's going to be more travel, uh, more expenses college, on college travel. football fans are very stuck on their conference. And that's that's the thing is you're going to watch the ACC play the Pac-12 because you're an ACC fan. You know, you just watch that team. I know that this team is playing my team in two weeks. So if you I think have that's a why they specifically the fans, didn't do a merger and create a new uh, create a new conference so that it creates that conference rivalry like. Oh, let's see no. uh, which which of these conferences is the better at the end of the year has the better record. I don't think anybody was going to get. I don't. I, I think TV contracts and nobody was going to get the better end of the deal. This is what it is. Yeah, is my opinion. I, I mean, this is these are three conferences that over the last ten years have been very mismanaged. Yeah, they thought. I mean, the Big Ten. I, I we're well, we're the Big Ten. Ah, uh, well. We don't need anybody else, or we're—I mean, we got, we got Ohio State our and Michigan and Penn State. We're the big, yeah. And and so, whereas uh, like they got excited for Maryland to join them, the <laughs> SEC, the SEC, while you know the fans can be absurdly obnoxious. Don't I mean? Don't think that's lost on me. I'm an SEC fan as well, and I'm one of those obnoxious yeah. SEC <laughs> fans. Don't, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not talking bad about anybody. But but Greg Sankey and Mike Slive have done have done great things to make the league better. You know, that's that the the actual league is trying to be the best and they appreciate their fans, which it doesn't seem like the ACC, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 do, in my opinion, from the outside. Yeah, I think I think what's happening is these conferences are gearing up for the eventual end of the era of the ncaa and so they are making these alliances they're get they're getting ready for what they know is going this to is come. college football big brother edition yeah they, they i believe that this is i mean we are i mean we'll look back and realize that what we're seeing now uh will be i believe the last couple of years of this style of college football it's the end of an era yeah <laughs> i mean and now obviously college is at college football has had many eras i mean i think the last one ended like what three years ago with the new playoff but yeah, I, I think it's college football. I think fans, the, the death of the NCAA is uh, the writings on the wall. College football fans are historically never happy about anything. Yeah. So got to keep changing it, but you got to keep it the same, too. That's the we want everything to be different, but we want everything to be the exact same as it's always been while simultaneously being very different. <laughs> uh, uh, Travis uh, Etienne is likely out for the Etienne. Etienne. Uh, is likely out for the season after injuring his uh, left foot in Monday's preseason loss at New Orleans. I am so I, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I am so sad for this kid. I was I was big on him. I thought I think he's going to have a great career. But I'll tell you, I am so happy that if it had to happen to somebody, somebody's coach, happy it happened to Herb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's very rude. I'm so sorry, Travis. I hope that. 
you get you recover very fast. But I hope it's too late for Urban Meyer to not be a massive loser. Hey, Bob. Any no hitters? Not yet. We're both still losers at this. Yes. <laughs> really don't know why we made that call. We're getting really close to the end. I think I would have just rather as neither of us taking the L, but uh, but we didn't. So it's a uh, it's a slow uh, it's slow in the offseason right now. Not much to talk about, but we're gearing up for the preseason of uh, NHL. So today we're just going to be talking about the best rookie quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Uh, you know, we're going to expand on that a little bit. Uh, so, Brandon, why don't you start us off? Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it really just depends on on the question we're going to start with. Are we talking about who do we think is going to have the best season? Yeah. Why don't we start off with who do we think is going to be the best this season and then go from there? Mm, that's tough. I think. Oh, man. This is really a, a tough call. I think it's going to I think it's got to be one of two. My mind. Uh, that will have the best season, mostly because they're almost going to be forced to play. Uh, it's it's either Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. Okay, uh, I think that I think that that is the that's who's going to have the best season if we're just looking at stats. I'm not big on Justin. Me A neither. lot of people are are big on him, and I don't wish ill on him or anything. I just don't. I just don't see him. Going far, I could be wrong, but I but I think Zach Wilson will be. I mean, I mean, I think he's the guy. Yeah, uh, but I think Trevor Lawrence has Minshew in front of him, but I think that that's I, a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I I don't see Gardner Minshew as starting, uh, being the starter week one. I think that Justin Fields will. I I think he'll be decent. I think with his ability to run the ball. I don't see him as a long term, um, and I don't see Chicago using him to his strengths. I, I could, well. I could, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Justin Fields may have the best season this season. Yeah, just just his overall stats. I could see that happening. Uh, I mean, it usually takes a year or two for for guys like him to get figured out. Uh, whereas he's not a Lamar Jackson style of quarterback, where he's basically a running back. He's just a quarterback with some skills to yeah. run i think you know personally i, th I and i think but the best this season is going to be between justin fields who i don't think has longevity and i think trey lance is going to come in pretty early in week i think he's gonna i, I wouldn't be surprised if week two we so. see him starting over garoppolo i don't think and, and i i i think he is I think from what i what i saw i think he was the most talented of i think the it takes coming in i think it takes an injury for trey personally I'm not, yeah, I don't know that for sure, but I think, I mean, Garoppolo has not, when he's been able to be on the field, he's been all right. He hasn't been great. Yeah, but how often, I mean, that exactly said injury, and let's be honest here, there was a... It's a Shanahan, though. You know, yeah. like, Shan, the, the Shanahans are not bring, you know, not bring that rookie guy in. It's, uh, they're more of a pay your dues type of deal. So... I do like. I, I, I think. I've not been I think big especially on with Lance the. Either. I think especially with the recent news of Cam Newton and his issues off the field as of this week, I could see Mac Jones. Was it his outfit? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, I believe he, per like he missed a mandatory uh, NFL CBA event or NFL PA something like that, and uh, I think something he skipped some COVID uh, stuff. 
so I, I don't know it's some off-field stuff that they're not happy with him about and i believe that he i'll have to re, i'll look up but i believe i think mac jones is going to have i think mac jones of the group will be longevity wise the best i like i i, I think in i think in five years we'll be seeing mac jones as the best quarterback of this group i was about to, i was about to say i mean it could go either way but i, I think mac jones is in best situation yeah. of all five of all five folks we saw what Belichick did with a guy who was barely a starter at michigan drew bledsoe <laughs> now we get to see Belichick with a with a once in a lifetime generational talent, I believe. And I think that he, ah, I wouldn't go that far. Three times in a lifetime. I think he's I think I think he has got I believe he's got the best arm of of the of rookie quarterbacks this year. I think mm. he, I think he's got the be- I, I mean, his accuracy, his his, his uh, football IQ, his, uh, his football IQ. The problem is with an Alabama quarterback is you never know if he's a great quarterback or he just had an average O-line that was 7'8 and 400 pounds and the most athletic five linemen in the entire country. I mean, there are times that you watch an Alabama football game and I feel like you and I could go out there and be quarterback, okay? Yeah. You know, and so, and so I'm, not, I'm not denying that. I, I agree with you. I think that he has the best opportunity to have the best future of the five i also want to say i don't know that we know who we got yet i also believe that he's one of the few rookie quarterbacks who are going to be who who have elite talent that if he if he goes in and can start a position it's not going to be wasted they patriots are a win now team they have a stacked defense they have a very good offensive line they have a coach who was probably one of the who is many people's opinion the all-time greatest coach they, that team is a winning culture. So to go, there are many, there are I'm, many guys like Trevor Lawrence who go from winning cultures to the Jags. Now he's going I, from he's going from Alabama to the Patriots. I may, I may regret this. I may regret saying this, but I do also feel like Mac Jones is in a extremely tough with the Bills and the Dolphins uh, being there. I think that could be. A pro. I, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I think that that's also something to think about. Where they're not the win now Patriots that we've seen. Before. Oh, it is certainly a different style of win now. Whereas it used to be a win now of oh, it's the Patriots. I mean, let, let's the smart money's always on them going. But and, now I think they're still. I I think that they're going to win that division. The, I don't think so. The Bills. The Bills are going to win think, that division. Uh, I'll water. Josh bet Allen. It. I'll water bet it right now. Okay. I think that it's I think that it's clearly between the two of them, but I don't Write it on I, the water bet, Doc. I do not believe that we see I, uh, the Patriots stutter like they did last year again. I'll even water bet. No, I won't. But I think that What were you going to say? I, I think that the Dolphins are going to get Yeah, I I do not believe that. And listen, we like we've seen the NFL anything can happen, but I I don't see Type it on the dock. Type I'm, it on I'm the dock. I'm looking for the water. There we go. Josh Allen's too good. Yeah, no, I'm not. Listen, I love Josh Allen. I hey, haven't. I, yeah. I don't. I Bobby don't, hates Josh Allen. I, you heard it here I, first. I'm not. I'm not ripping on Josh Allen. I'm ripping on the rest of the team. And I think that it. I, I don't think they have the defense to to just. I don't think they have the stopping power. Oh, their defense is solid. I think they're. I I, I think this year we're gonna see the the, the leaks begin. 
you're gonna you're gonna have to hope because uh because I think this is a team that we were at on the cusp of the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, listen, that- let me let me be very clear. I think and I don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I think the Bills if it comes to the playoffs, I think that I think that the Bills will be a wild wild card. And I think that in the playoffs, I think the Bills have a better playoff team, but I think the Patriots in that division are going to win. I, just, I don't I don't see it. Obviously, I don't see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm betting on it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good bet, though, that I think really could go. Yeah. Now, I want to be very clear here, and I should have stipulated this before we agreed on it. This agreement is stipulated on because this is a start no, with Mac Jones. No, no, okay. no, no, Nicole, no. Listen, you said the l- Patriots. Listen, we'll keep this, but I want to be very clear and I, that outside, it doesn't matter, it, but I want to be very clear outside this bet. Well, fine. That I believe that if, if Cam Newton's a starter, I don't think they're going to win right, the division. fine. Mac Jones starts at least 10 games, but at any point during the season, Josh Allen gets hurt. I'm out of, I'm all, yeah, I'm out what, of it yeah, as well. Yeah, this conversation was, what was started off the quarterbacks. So just well, sure, but yeah. my quarterback on that I'm betting on is actually gonna play, yeah. and yours is a maybe. So you water bet the division. Uh, no, listen, I, with the water bet staying, the water bet is staying. Water bet is staying. This was outside the water bet. Me saying, oh, okay, I believe that. I thought you were trying to get. No, no, no. Like, I, okay. I don't want to amend the water bet at all. I'm just following it up by saying because it's gonna com- it's, it would complicate things. Like oh, if ten games this, if Cam Newton is the starter all year. I, I believe the Bills win the division. Okay. I, I don't That's trust in fair. Cam Newton. That's fair. If I, my, I believe that if Mac Jones comes in as the starter, that they will win the division. That is how confident I, I, I am as Mac Jones as a quarterback. I'll even caveat that. I think if Mac Jones starts all year, I'm still solid on mine. I think if he comes in after like three or four yeah, games, and that's where that's I why I didn't want to. That's better. why I didn't want to muddy the water because it's like, okay, well, what if he comes in with three games remaining? But yeah, they just and they water. And, but but then they win three three weeks in a row when when he's in there and he win they win the division by one game. <laughs> Clearly, it, it, it muddies the water. So just a straight up Pats win the division uh, because it still is a good good water bet. Uh, you know, with with the Pats historically, you would have won this water bet. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I mean I my team has the better opportunity to do it. But historically, they flush opportunities down the toilet. Exactly. Well, I don't even know if it's that as much as the Patriots accept those opportunities that are given to them. Yeah. The Patriots know how when when they're given opportunity, they know how to take that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. But I agree with you. I think he'll be the best. I think that, though, Trevor Lawrence has a really good opportunity to be great in this league. He is in a division that historically never know what's going to happen in the AFC South. I mean, yeah, you know, Peyton dominated that division. Honestly, for a while, I, I, I truly believe that nowadays the the most important thing I believe to a young quarterback being successful is can they protect him? They have to protect these young quarterbacks. And if I got they, lots of condoms in Jacksonville. <laughs> well, I <they> gotta. <laughs> uh, but I, I, so the question is whether or not. And listen, I don't know anything about the Jacksonville, the, the Jags O line. They could have a really great O line. If they're not going, if they're not protecting Trevor Lawrence, if they're not keeping him off the ground, then if so, what you're saying is, if Trevor Lawrence gets hit, gets hurt, and is unable to play, he will not have a good season. Not even saying uh, clearly, yes, but <laughs> if he, even if he no, doesn't I get hurt, even if he gets, if he spends the first two years of his career just getting bruised up in order for them to confidence, be, yeah, I mean, sure. that's going to kill him, I, I, especially I, when you're going from a team like Clemson. I mean, I've I've agreed with that for forever. It's some it's a lost art in the NFL. I really appreciated the time when you would draft a high, you know, high round, yeah. early round quarterback, 
And he would come in and he would sit behind a guy for a few years because he learns the yeah. game. I've always agreed with that. That's why I think Aaron Rodgers is so successful right now. If he would have come into the Packers and started immediately, we're not talking about this. Rodgers. No. You know, and I, I think it's a lost art. And I know it's we got to win now because nobody gets any time yeah. to do anything anymore that they have to play that guy that they drafted. And every once in a while, they come out yeah. and they're great. And you're talking Patrick about Mahomes, you're talking you know? about time to grow. I'm more talking. Let, let's look at this. Let's look at this last Super Bowl. We had probably the greatest quarterback of all time versus the most prolific quarterback in the game right now. The difference at the end of the day was Tom Brady had about a full eight, nine seconds to throw the ball almost every play. Yeah. Pat, Pat Mahomes had what? Sometimes I think some of them was less than a full second before he was having to run for his life. Well, you're and talking the, about two of the better, the best teams in the NFL yeah. this year, but I'm talking about being able to grow. I mean, he may not come out and win, but like to your point, as long as he's not, he's able to throw and make yeah. mistakes, then he can grow and be a better quarterback and make the team yeah. better. And, and, you know, many, many guys, and one of the issues I see many guys coming in the NFL is that, you know, the, you can you can simulate being rushed all you want. There is no replacement for having full on defensive linemen that want to take your head off in a real game coming at you like less than a second after you snap the ball with the with the pressure added and yeah. sixty thousand fans in because the you stadium, don't have that so. red jersey on in a game. You you in a practice you psychologically like oh, okay yeah I'm rushed but they're not gonna, they're not going to hurt me. Much different in a game, and I think that 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 uh, adds up. And just like we saw in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes, he, I mean, it was also a mixture of his receivers not being able to catch anything. I think it was. I think. I, I mean, I think Pat Mahomes did did what he could with what he what he had the opportunity. Oh yeah, he to do. was he was succeeding. He was I, doing was, very well with what he had. It was exactly as you said, though. Defense wins championships, whether yeah. or not it's the offense that scores and is flashy. Kansas City couldn't get any pressure. On, yeah, on ta- on on Tom Brady. So, from what I can remember, I got really drunk that game. Well, and it's, uh, listen, Kansas City's got a good defense. The Patriots O line was not messing around that yeah. game. They had an answer for everything Andy Reid. Didn't threw they out. go O line number one this year? I too? believe so. And Tristan Bil- Wirfs, I believe. Bill and J- Belichick's always been an old school. I mean, listen, he took well, Tom Brady was no. <laughs> Was no spring chicken. Tom Brady was no, like not athletic day, but he give you give a good quarterback eight seconds to throw a ball, he can get it there. And yeah, absolutely, we well, should we should probably yeah. we were like, oh, it's only going to be a few <laughs> minutes that we talk about rookie quarterback. Well, it's a it's a slow news week. Forty five <laughs> minutes later, uh, let's move into <laughs> joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. See, I don't like this. I don't- Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. I'm kidding. Me. It's time for the joke of the week. What you got? Oh yeah. This is something that we've all been talking about for since I've been I was born. I don't think that there's ever a time that this hasn't been a been a highly Sought after subject. A restraining order has been issued in the continuing drama around McDonald's ice cream machines. Uh, a judge sided with a third party company that created a device to let restaurants fix the broken machines themselves. <laughs> uh, 
it's no secret that uh, the issues that these McDonald's, that these ice cream machines have had. There's actually a website now that you can go to to determine if a specific McDonald's ice cream machine is broken or not. That's not in the in the article. That's just uh, happening. It, it's so it's such a big joke that even the official McDonald's Twitter has acknowledged it. They once tweeted, we have a joke about our soft serve machine, but we're worried it won't work. <laughs> uh, so these digital ice cream machines are in more than 13,000 McDonald's restaurants, and they're manufactured by a Taylor company. First of all, Taylor company is like a weak name for an yeah. ice cream machine manufacturer. Uh, but despite their unreliability, unreli- they cost a cool 18 grand. Uh, part of the reason that, uh, that the five-figure price tag is because of their complexity. Machines can simultaneously make both soft serve and milkshake, which is a crucial capacity for busy McDonald's restaurant. Unless they can't do either, <laughs> though. Um, but their complicated machines have, have also been have to be completely dis- disassembled for cleaning every two weeks. Uh, then they have to be put back together, and when something goes wrong with them, they can, they can only be serviced by a tailor-certified technician. It's so frequently that they go wrong, according to the McBroken website. That's the website that I was just telling you about where you can go and see uh, where the, yeah. the ice cream machines are broken. And it tracks those malfunctioning uh, ice cream machines. More than 11% uh, of the machines are currently out of service. That seems way low to me. I, th- I, I mean, 11%. I mean, how many, how many McDonald's are there in the country? I'm well, not- there's, I mean, we just heard how many there are. There's like 13,000 of these machines floating around. So like 11%, like, bro, if you went to 10 McDonald's when you left here, how many of them ice cream ice cream machine would be broken? What, one something? One point it would be 1.1 1. 1 according to yeah. this, but I'm saying is that your experience that you've been in when going to a McDonald's? I don't, I've never had McDonald's ice cream, so I couldn't answer you that. You never had a McFlurry. Uh, not in my, not since then I was you can five. Get, get the McHell out of here, okay? Because McFlurry's <laughs> are like an adult. Well, if you could get them at McDonald's, then I'd be yeah, I'd be all <laughs> for it. You know, if there was a you know, if you had, oh, I'm sure you had Sonic. Yeah, it's like a Sonic Blast. Yeah, is what a McFlurry is. Yeah, so so I'm just saying that. I mean, it's more than. Yeah, I'm taking your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take my word for it because I've done absolutely no research and there is somebody that has done research, but I do not believe them. I'm signing with you. Um, so, yeah. So finally, a judge uh, sided with the third party that is, has they've created this uh, yeah. this thing to to fix it. And they issued a temporary restraining order against against Taylor and they were given 24 hours to turn over all of their. Uh, all of the solution devices uh, that they were able to acquire, they've been acquiring them. <laughs> I guess they finally do have the representative to like fix these because they've just been hanging out behind the ice cream machine and yeah. they're like, gotcha. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, so the, uh, the kitsch co-founder, Melissa Nelson, were optimistic. The truth will prevail. <laughs> 
that's the good people. That's the good guys, Bob. They're gonna the truth yeah, will set uh, you free. Yeah. It's an interesting phrase for just fixing ice cream yeah. machine. That is a big problem in this country, though, is the right to repair. You know, like John Deere and, and has done that to a lot of farmers and stuff to where only John Deere can fix yeah. like a, I think it's more, more others, but that's the big one. You know, yeah. like, we're not, a, we're not in ever in any uh, danger of getting a sponsorship from John Deere. So I'm not worried about throwing them under the bus here. They're kind of like the uh, KGB. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Uh, so what a joke. Why wouldn't you just let people, because I mean, it's your machine. If they're working and other people can fix them, then why not catch that 18 K per dude? Oh, they're probably making so much money on, on having McDonald's pay to have a guy come out there and fix it. That's where it lies. The McDonald's is probably paying a shit ton of money. Now I bet you it's a service contract, which you McDonald's can still, pays for that but contract, you could still, though. but you could still lock in that service contract. It's probably just worth, they probably just make more money with the ice cream. Well, what they want to do is they, it sounds like more than that. They, they wanted to figure out how that device works so that they can then sell that device. They wanted to reverse engineer that device and then they, they want to have That's that device, it. which is straight up. You can't do. That's, well, not for 20 years, but yeah. come see Taylor in 20 years when they have the Taylor device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wild. what a joke. I'm glad that uh, maybe more than. 1.1 1. 1 in 10. I mean, I'm going to do my own research. I'll stop by 10 on the way home. Stop. All right, Bobby. <laughs> look, we don't ever do research for this show, but stop by 10. Okay. There, look. I'll stop by one. Well, so it's either zero or 100%. It's, that's right. That's it. Right. We're going to come back. We're going to be like 0%. Of, or, or, how better yet, we could have just looked at the McBroken website. <laughs> I mean, we literally had the. But isn't that where right their there? stats came from? I thought you said no. I think it's an independent. Oh, okay. I was like, that's, that's where, where their stats, stats from. came from. Because I mean, that relies on the the staff <clears throat> reporting that their stuff's broken. Unless it's like crowd. Unless it's like Google Maps traffic, where you know, if I, I go to people, one, that's broken, I think people like report it. Yeah. No, but go ahead, sense. move us on, and then uh, and then I will tell you. Wow! Right. Wow! Around me, looks like we're all green, bro. We're right. greened up. All right, so we are not doing um, Summer of Bond this week. Oh, we are, no! <laughs> we are talking Suicide Squad. I saw it about two weeks ago. You said you saw it this weekend? Yeah. Did, super good. I, I liked it. it was I really good. liked yeah. it as well. Uh, it, it was a fun movie to watch. Um, I'll tell you, the one complaint I have is you undersold my boy John Cena. I mean, he's not a great actor, but he did okay. So here's what, so going into it, I was told, you know, John, like, oh, John Cena's role sucked. I'm like, well, he's not a great actor, so I'm not expecting much. After watching it, he played that role well. It, it, he played the exact, I mean, it like. that He was casted well for what he was. Campy. It, you know, cheesy kind of kind of. I like mean, su- the super the, villain. The line when so, when the the the, <laughs> the the rat keeper says like, "Do they call you peacekeeper?" He's like, "Yeah, I will kill like, anyone to get peace." He, he was Man, like, "Woman or child?" Yeah. What was it? He he says something specifically. He was like, "I will achieve uh, peace." I'll I don't do, know. How, I'll okay. do anything. I'll do anything. I, I mean, I I oh, I value peace above all else, yeah. and I don't care how many men, women, or children I have to kill to get it. <laughs> I thought that he, I thought that it fit the role because like his character was supposed to be a cheesy, not good actor. So when you type in peacekeeper quote on Google, the first thing that comes up is a quote from George Clooney, hundred percent. 
George, what are you doing, bud? His quote is, peace is a full-time job. It's protecting civilians, overseeing elections, and disarming ex-combatants. Peace, like war, must be waged. And I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill for it. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing the last part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I mean, obviously, I think that they could. it could have been the absolute worst movie ever. And my boy, yeah, Idris the first Suicide Squad was not great. Right, right. I mean, and it, well, I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't. Yeah. Great. I'm not a big, I, I've never, even in the comics, I was never a big Suicide Squad fan. It's just not my thing. I don't like, and in the comics, it was a little bit better. I, I'm not a bit like, at the end of the day, these, these guys are not good people. They're, they're super villains. Yeah. I don't like how they are trying to, first off, what they make Flag seem like the good guy. Flag is a bad guy. Flag, Flag is a piece of shit. He just sits by. Why, what's her name? Uh, the chick from How to Get Away with Murder, I think. <laughs> it, she is a villain. She is also a super villain. Right. Yeah. All oh, of no these doubt. people are bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. King Shark is a cool guy. I loved King Shark. Still, still really bad. And so, and like, I think people are forgetting Harley Quinn is still a super villain. She kills children. She yeah. murders people. She is absolutely. She is a psychopath. She's absolutely terrible, but it is hard. Super hard. Not to love her as a oh, as a character. She kills that with role. Margot Ro- oh my Margot Robbie gosh. kills that role. Listen, she is so good at it. And as, she, as a movie, not looking at it as a fan, uh, right. it, it's 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 a great movie. I don't like it simply simply because of the storyline standpoint. I'm like, I don't like I but I also I, I don't I can, I've never been able to connect with with any of these characters. Um, you know, I to me I love the Harley Quinn animated series. It's hilarious. But you you this, saw Birds of Prey, right? I saw like I, I saw I saw it in the background. My wife was watching. I watched it in the you background. Need to watch it. Dude, I, I watched I most really of it. And I wasn't a fan of. I really of it. like I, because I think she does such a good job. And uh, as much as I love Idris Elba, Margot Robbie stole that movie, dude. I mean, there you know when when that scene when they were trying to go in and like you know save her or whatever, and she yeah. shows up, she's like. What are you guys doing? Yeah, listen, I, I think I mean it was very clear. Just Elba was out, especially when you're on the screen with John Cena. He outmatches everyone as far as acting chops goes, without a doubt. Um, but listen, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Yeah, but as for a sure. as a fan of comics and DC, sure. you not like, a big fan of it. You didn't like it because of like the storyline yeah. of it, because you don't like the character. Yeah, but I, but here's the thing. I I I'm one of the very few people. I like Jared Leto Joker. I don't love it. I like it. Many I people, agree with that. And uh, many people despise it, dislike it. I think, honestly, it is a this world of it's a great th- take this, on it. This DC world they built with Batfleck and Jared Leto Joker. It is so unique. I feel like that. I enjoy it. I've always said Batfleck played I, a good, gritty, old P- a PTSD ridden Batman. And Jared Leto, play, I, I, I think the world that they built doesn't call for a. You know, oh, I'm I'm clown with all this makeup. It doesn't call, <laughs> it doesn't call for that. It but, does call but it, for the gang. I mean, yeah, with Margot but it, and it doesn't call Harley for the Quinn. Heath Ledger Joker either. I think Jared Leto's Joker works so well in this with, world where he's a world. mob boss. I agree. I, I I agree with that as well. Like I thought, I always thought, and also the same way. Maybe it's just because I'm a huge Jesse Eisenberg fan. I also thought he did a great Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, I was I, at first. I was indifferent about uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I. I kind of I I didn't really feel one way or the other. I've never been a big Lex Luthor guy. Yeah. Um, I've always felt the, the what's his name from Smallville played a great Lex Luthor. But yeah, Jesse Eisenberg was great. I think what car- what carried the series was clearly you know Henry Ca- Harry uh, Henry Cavill Cavill carried that series as Superman. 
Listen, many people don't like Superman. Most most people agree he was an amazing Superman. I honestly feel like, and even my with my distaste of Ben Affleck and thinking that maybe there could have been a better cast casting of that of the Batman. I really across the board think that they did a fantastic job. Yeah, Gal Gadot and well, especially it. watching no. Zack Snyder's. What, the Zack Snyder cut, what he wanted. Because the problem with the, this DC series in full has been too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people editing, too many people trying to get what they want on screen. It's the Star Wars sequels seeing, all yeah, over seeing again. Seeing Zack Snyder's, what he wanted, his vision, it was amazing. And I, as a Zack Snyder fan, I wish they had let him go further with it. And this is as a non-DC fan that I thoroughly enjoyed watching almost every movie in there. Uh, I mean, and I'm excited. Listen, I, this is I, I this has made me a huge Cal- Henry Cavill fan. Not just because he's also big into D and D. He's a big nerd who plays video games. But he's coming into the MCU soon, and I, I can't wait for him to be in the MCU. I think he's going to be playing uh, a Hercules uh, in the MCU. So oh, that's going to be dope to see. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I, they I haven't love... decided if he's going to be Zeus or Hercules. And I think he's, he'll obviously be a better Hercules. He is. He is by far. I don't know though. I mean, I was going to say by far the carried it, but I really think. Harley Quinn carried it. I think. That yeah, she I did guess because I'm never. Job. Yeah, I guess I'm just biased because I don't like suicide. Any of the, I don't. I'm not a big fan of you suicide. Don't like so Harley Quinn. So, so I always, I always to... forget that that's part of like when I, I always think of like the Justice League's Batman vs Superman. That's what those were better movies I think than Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad. I liked Suicide Squad. It was because not, you like those. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't yeah. like those characters, so I just went into it of like which one is the best movie. Yeah, and and I just, I just, I really. I really thought like the whole Milton thing, dude. I I was that dying. was hilarious. That I was, hilarious. was dying. The best was on Twitter. People, Who's Milton? The best part is on Twitter. Somebody was talking about it, and somebody brought up Milton, and so like it just became a chain of people. Like, who's Milton? There was no Milton in the movie, and people are dumb enough to like, what are you talking? About? Like they post, they, post, they post a picture of uh, of the of the actor, and they're like, I'm sorry, is that supposed to be a picture of John Cena? There's no one there. It, it, there who's that? Who's that guy? When Idris Elba goes. He was still with us. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, who was Milton? <laughs> and then at the end, she was like, he was like, hey, you know, like you did really good, Milton. <laughs> the name's not Milton. That was my, I mean, that was just my favorite part of like the, like the javelin scene with her. Yeah, I was really. So I am a, I am a big fan of not just javelin, uh, the character, but also Flula Borg, the actor. He is freaking hilarious and they put him on so many of the posters of like of, of, of that and that's what they would do they were fucking with people by yeah they were like putting that whole first like they but dude he- i'm so glad that the weasel not a part dude because he was like question did you see post-credit scenes oh yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. he's still he's still alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did see that but I, I mean oh that was creepy yeah i i was uh i was very pleased you know, because, you know, I'm not a movie guy. I'm not a DC guy for sure. But I, I was very pleased. So there was a thing on uh, on Facebook. The body shape of the weasel matched almost identically to um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's body type in the Dallas Buyers Club when he had AIDS. All right. So all they right, right. somebody went in and like CGI the weasel in all the scenes of the Dallas Buyers Club when when Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. So it's just the weasel in there, like having a conversation about like having AIDS and stuff. <laughs> it, it is it's disturbing. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I was a fan. I I enjoyed it. I thought John Cena did a good job. Oh yeah. 
Um, all right, we got some uh, questions from the internet. Why don't you tell us what we got? All right. No sports questions. Uh, I mi- accidentally mixed up all the cards, so like I can't remember what we've done. I'm, I'm decent at remembering now. them. Yeah, well, I, want, I'm, I mean, some of them I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done this. But like some of them, like, I don't know, but it's usually in the group that I have done. So these should be good. If I, we've said them, let me know. If you could be the patron saint of something, what would it be? I want my title to be the patron saint of nothing, and I'm just like Ooh, patron saint uh, of just doing just nothing, chilling, just chilling, chilling doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, that way That's all my fault, and then eventually I ascend to godhood because there are so many people that love doing that. They eventually see me as their god. I feel like I could be like the patron saint, like making a joke at an inappropriate time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, like, but it's funny. You know, like people are like, I don't want to laugh at that, but like. He's right. <laughs> you know, like he's correct. Or like the patron saint of like being way too loud and then getting offended oh, yeah. when people say anything about me being too loud. You know, uh, we were, yeah, I think you're outside uh, this weekend, but I was talking and your mom looks, my mom was like, I'm glad my son's not the only one who's way too loud everywhere they go. She's like, yeah. She's like, wait until they are both together and they've been drinking. She's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, we could just, uh, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, we want people to hear what we have to say. It's important. Yeah. So I feel like there could be lots more than the patron saint of, like, having dope podcasts. You know, I don't know if yeah. we'd be quite the patron saint of that, but yeah. Well, we would. I mean, it's, we, we wouldn't just be, I, I would like to think that we'd be a patron, like a patron saint of a bunch of different things, and it's like a long title with just, I got it. I got it. We're the patron saint of, getting really hyped up about something random for our pop culture segment <laughs> and then like really struggling down on it yeah. uh, pretty quickly. We've done this on multiple <laughs> things and like none of them at all have had like 30 some odd movies. And so like we were really yeah. like pushing it to make this call and it was a bad call. Yeah. They're not all, but winners. next week, next week though, we're gonna, we're, we're getting back to it. Maybe we should double up again. Which sucks is I get back into town like on Sunday. Or watch it on the plane. I mean, well, it's not I'm like driving. we're going to pay attention to it anyway. Watch it, you know, listen to it. Put it on YouTube. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, there could be plenty of, uh, of options for patron saint. Mostly, probably just none yeah. would be the probably the best. What's the worst thing you've ever got thrown, gotten thrown out of a bar? Oh, I mean, there's so many. I know. I've got and one there, in it, mind. It, who's I mean who's the judge of worst? Well, I mean there's a lot just of great things call. that happened. Yeah, that's your there call. was the one time you talked to me into punching the fuck out of a paper towel holder, and we both did it, and I got caught. There was clearly ju- I got thrown out too. Well, because <laughs> you had to go with me. <laughs> uh, you didn't even have to. We didn't even do. And we didn't even get really kicked out. We just we went just to the patio and talked Game of Thrones. <laughs> there were there's clearly jukeboxes on two separate occasions. Yeah. There's uh, I mean, no, no. What we're talking about here, I mean, you can keep naming all the yeah. stuff. We're talking about like the worst thing by your standard. Like, what was like? Oh my god, I cannot believe I got kicked out by. That. I got one. Okay, I was underage. And I was sober. That's illegal, Bobby. I was sober, but I showed the wrong ID. Now, yeah, that's the worst. Here's the story with that. We had just left the place. I I had met people at, at another bar. They were leaving, so I was like, "All right, cool. We'll go to the next place." I've got to switch my IDs in my in my little like visible thing. Showed the showed the bouncer, and he's like, you "Gotta be twenty one to come in here, man." I'm like, oh. and I quickly like pull out the other one. He's like, "Dude, I <laughs> come on." So guy. I drive to my apartment. But on a different shirt, 
shave my beard just a little bit. You're like and, a big guy. That's and not like... Put a hat on and come back. And I, he's... There's no... Uh, now, hello, this time, me. the bouncer's not there. He's... And so I get in there. I'm, I get a beer in. I see the, the bouncer come up with a, with a... He's bar backing. He looks at me. He's like, I see ID. I show him the real one. He's like... Looks at me. He's like... You mean the fake one? Yeah, I showed him the... the yes. The, the real the, fake the, one. I showed him the appropriate one for the time. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm not stupid. You gotta leave. <laughs> ah, yeah, that is the worst. Uh, it was, I was at a, uh, okay, so mine is, it really is the worst because, I mean, you're going to hear, just, I'm going to tell the story. So, so it was a cops and robbers party at a bar. It was like a fraternity thing. It wasn't our fraternity, but it was some other fraternity. Yeah. And so I always, I always took pride in my ability to stay on theme, but not have to like get outside of normal clothes. So I went in just like shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt. People were like, it's a cops and robbers party. I was like, no, I'm a retired cop. <laughs> and so, you know, like, what are they going to say about or that? You're a bank manager at a Cayman Islands bank. Either or, either yeah. or cops and robbers. So, you know, I'm on, I'm a little, I've been drinking. I've been doing my fair share of drinking and, you know, out on the dance floor, I'm getting it, you know, whatever. Well, like this probably had to have been five foot four Barton or Barton (laughs) security guard comes and grabs me like, yo, what up? He's like, gotta go. And I'm like, for what? I mean, I've probably done something to deserve to go, but I am going to at least need an explanation. So he drags me outside, and I say drag very loosely. Like, I had to walk with him. (laughs) I had to drag him. (laughs) And so he gets me outside, and he's like, I saw you drinking out of that flask, which sounds like me. That's, you know, that could have been me. I didn't have a flask. And so he starts, you know, trying to search me or something, and he hits the... He hits like my back and I have something. He's like, oh, what's that? Because he has his flashlight out on me because it's dark outside where he's taking me. And so I whip out my cop's flashlight as well. And I shine it on him. I was like, it's my flashlight, bud. I'm a retired cop. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't like that because I I didn't have a flask and I should have just said nothing. I should have said, oh, it's flashlight it's part of my costume but i was like i was like what do you think about that little guy because i was oh, shot because okay, i turned my, okay i turned my flashlight on and i was shining it in his eyes like he was shining in mine we were <laughs> and so i did get a a standing ovation i guess everybody was already standing in the line to get in so my card got left there that night yeah. though and i called to get it back and they never called me back so i just had to cancel get a new one was it worth it? 100. But it is the worst reason I've ever got kicked out. Literally for nothing. Yeah. So. But, alright. we Let's hit into this or that. Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. I think we got a pretty easy one this week. Oh, no question. Yeah. Would you rather hook up with Queen Elizabeth 
or Hillary Clinton. I mean, should we say at the same time? Because I yeah. feel like one, two, three, Queen Lizzie. Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a no question. Like, fan of Hillary Clinton, not a fan of Hillary Clinton, doesn't matter, yeah. dude. Queen Elizabeth you, has a banging bod. You hook up with a queen if you get an opportunity. Yeah, it's just the the way of it. You know, I mean, I don't even need to say more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure everyone has their own reasons. Plus, if she found out that we picked the opposite way, she would definitely never knight us, which is, you know, high up on my uh, my priority. Yeah, that needs to happen. Knighted. So that's why we started this podcast: beer to get our own beer. We got our get knighthood. We've got that lined up. Now it's not on to knighthood. Some would say a little bit harder. Just got to grind for it. Hey. Some would say a little bit harder, and I'm hoping that's what Queen Elizabeth says. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Got him! All right, let's jump into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. Mine is not, I'm not too mad at mine, but I'm irritated by it. It happened this morning, so it's fresh in my mind. We've been getting our lawn mowed by a service for a while, since the lawn mower broke about two years ago. Um, he always comes around two, three o'clock on, tu- on Tuesdays. And this morning, I wake up 7 a.m. I'm woken up by the sound of a lawnmower. I'm like, oh, my neighbor's mowing his lawn, no big deal. It gets louder and louder and louder. Now, I, we, we have freshly planted trees i have to water this time of year i have to water them twice a day so the i know on tuesdays go out bring the hoses in so he does his thing it's like 7 a.m the dog's going crazy he's out there mowing our yard that early i'm like first off the grass still has dew on it you're not getting a good cut when it's that wet yeah, bud you're changing the game yeah it'd be one thing if this was like you know a thing but you're you're coming in here and now i've got to rush out in my boxers get the hoses brought in and it's a whole ordeal now i'm up and it's a whole thing like, if you, I mean, you let somebody you're like, know. You're like, hey, bud, I got a podcast to record today. He's like, well, when? Three o'clock. Hey, bud, <laughs> I got to start my, my day job, too, at like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, is like you said, it's not that he was there early. It's that he changed up the game. On yeah. You. you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just there. Oh, boom. I'm here at two every week. Boom. Let me just hit you at seven. You know, like. Yeah, something to do. Holler at you, boy. You know, so I can prep up for it. So I don't have to, like, wake up mad. Yeah. I'm and like, I already am not a big fan. Like, listen, it's a great price, and he does an okay job. But anytime I have to, like, ask, like, talk to him about something, he acts as if it's the biggest thing in the world. Like, he <sighs> turns his mower off, takes his headphones off. He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, All right. I, but here's your check, bro. <sighs> And, or like, like man. or like he had at one point he had it, his clearly elderly father doing the weed whacking and he's hitting my rose bushes like crazy every week. Rose bushes are getting torn up. I go, yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm going to tell you. So right first now, I put bricks around them and I put like stuff around them to, to passively aggressively be like, hey, stay away, stuff here. oldie. Still hitting it. <laughs> I go out tell him one day. He's like, oh, OK, I'll tell him. Still do- does it. Eventually I see someone else is doing it. Well, now he's got it's like eight year old kid doing it. He can barely <laughs> hold the weed whacker. Yeah, Today, and this morning, Bobby, he hit the bottom of one of my new trees. Bobby, you live in Shovel, okay? Like 88% of the population there cuts grass. Well, I think I just find a new well, the, person well, to cut your grass. It, it was incredibly hard to find someone because they're all booked. This guy is from Bell Buckle. And the only reason, because he it's does my problem. neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's your problem. 
You just need to find somebody that's not booked. You need to get on like a wait list or something. There's a reason that he's coming from Bell Buckle to to cut you up, dude. I mean, it doesn't sound like he does a horrendous job, but you literally he's fine just with the said, mowing the grass, but it's a weed whacking part yeah, that he okay, but which any- I actually went out and bought a weed whacker so I can start. I, one, I literally, he showed up one day and I see like his. The guy look at like the guy who does we were look around like he has nothing because I did it the day before. <laughs> well, I mean, you literally said like he does an okay job cutting my grass. Bro, you know, like we can cut grass yeah. okay. Like we can be professional. I'm actually very good at cutting my own grass, but my mono was broken. I didn't even have a zero tone. I just had a regular John Deere rider. We could be professionals if it was just yeah. the grass cutting thing. Okay. Yeah. Like it's not I mean, not that I'm saying it's not hard work or anything. I'm not it's just denigrating time. anybody. It's time consuming, but like, and it's again, not like I'm cutting a, uh, 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 you know, the, the Savannah place yeah. at a golf, whatever it's called, a golf course. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have, <laughs> you're going to have mostly corn on it, uh, you know, yeah. like this time next year. You got to so. avoid the cabbage. Just avoid all the cabbage. And I would have my John Deere if they didn't have the right to work stuff on them. That's called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you got? Uh, all right. So, uh, my outside TV messing up right at the start of bossy. I mean, it's not completely messed up, but it's messed up yeah. enough to where it's annoying, dude. It's way too annoying. Like, could I see the game? Sure. But half of it's like darkened. And so it's like, ah. And I mean, they're not that expensive, but it's just annoying. Yeah. You know, like more so than anything else. Like, hey, I got to take this one off the mount. Like, I got to see if I get fit. Yeah, it's just. Uh, and then also, taking the L in that box, dude. I've... I took the L, too. I know. You took an L. The most unlikely of, of teams won. Yeah. Morgan and Hannah. Well, what? Uh, yeah. Didn't, weren't they the two that was like, oh, I'm no good at this. I'm not going to be any good. So it's always uh, those guys that are like, oh, right. we're good. It's like, right. yeah, well. I'll tell you, though. The this most game was Im- not designed for film critics. The most impressive uh, of all that happened. Oh. Uh, Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Hannah. And your mom. Yeah, it was Hannah and your yeah. mom that ended up winning. But Stephanie and Morgan, when he hit her with heist, and oh, she was just yeah, like, and she Italian was just job. like, the Italian job. And he was like, yes. Because I mean, it was like, like Ocean's Eleven. Well, I mean, like, you know, like the thing is, like, if you eventually get to the Italian job, yeah, you get to heist. But it movies, being your first pick is sure. wild. It was just like crazy because, you know, I've never seen the Italian job. So, like, oh, that's a good movie. It's I mean, I'm not. You it's know, Edward Norton, Mark Wahlberg. It's it's good. Well, you guys all, all of that you just said was talked to me by like 30 of you <laughs> that night. You know me; I'm just not a big action movie guy. You it's know, not, like, I mean, yes, it's got its action sequences, but it's more like a planning. Kind of, it's more of like a it's it's a smart it's movie. like a, about a heist. I mean, it's as smart as a Mark Wahlberg movie. If can I look be. it up, uh, if I say what type of movie is the Italian job, it's not going to say action. Uh, it honestly with uh, probably Mark Mark Wahlberg I think directed it I think maybe so you know okay Mark. so basically it's got Italian you know I mean it's got it's a remake uh, of the original when the remake had a lot original. less action and it, it's got like I think it's 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 uh, honestly it has a lot of car chases in it I don't care with many Coopers I do not care I was like the least thing like you're not yeah. selling me you're like honestly oh I'm not trying to sell you I'm just telling you what I, the pieces I remember from it. There was a lot of time went into them testing out different cars to carry gold bars, and they somehow came that Mini Coopers were the most efficient. That's but, weird. Yeah, Doesn't I think seem it was like a sponsor. They were like, "Oh, well, look if it, it's oh, low no, center of gravity." No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But 
All right, guys. We will see you all next week. Uh, Have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod. 